we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin, and we're taking it close to home today with part one of the reunion of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, if y'all saw this reunion, like, I just can't. Beverly Hills always does this. They always do this. It's like, starts off really strong then it lulls the whole time and then the end is huge and then the reunion's amazing every single time the reunion was probably stronger than all season combined no that's the thing is like (laughs) besides the like the last episode i because i really liked last episode the finale um besides that like this has been like second best if not better I mean, the whole Lisa Renna-Denise fight at the end. I mean, the tweet revelation, like the Garcelle and Kyle stuff. I mean, there was a lot. Let's, let's, should we start from the beginning? I'm down. I have a quick question, though, before we get into yes. it. Have you found the virtual reunions to be a little more vulnerable and directly confrontational? Because I have this theory that they are, but maybe mm-hmm. I'm off base. No, I think you're right. I've noticed it's a little bit, they're a little bit more, I want to say aggressive. Yeah. Because it's almost like, it's almost like. It's internet muscles, right? Screen. Yes. yes it's, you're flexing those Twitter fingers. You know what I mean? Like in, it's like real life, but like you don't have to worry about actually confronting the person. It's like, well, I'm just, I'm here. I don't have to deal with you. I can literally close my laptop and not see you. Like we don't have to be in a production and sit in this room and steam. It's because right out the gate, it's hot and heavy. That plus the fact that there's no threat of a physical confrontation, although those True. have been rare. But, you know, Teresa shoved Andy and... I mean, we've got we've got a couple here and there. There yeah. was the Porsche Kenya moment. There's zero threat of physical confrontation. And like you said, you don't have to be around that person, you know, after no. you called them <laughs> terrible names. No. You are in your, the comfort of your own house. So I think it has led to a lot of explosive moments... Shaw's, um, I think, being the prime example. Like, the way that MJ and Reza really went at it, and it was that combination of directly confrontational and vulnerable, because they were, like, bawling, and... Yeah, that was, that reunion, if y'all haven't watched the Shaw's of Sunset reunion from this season, that was wild. Like, reaching to to the depths of their soul. Yeah, deep, deep down. Mm -hmm. Deep down. So I don't this know. Is, that's that's my I, theory I right now. Right. I think I think you're right because I think people are a little bit more bold behind the screen. Even though you're still face to face, it's still that protective. You know, this is the future. It is. It is. We may this get more virtual reunions going forward. Even all we're gonna in have. a post pandemic world. Who knows? Um, let's talk about start with Kyle and Garcelle. First of all, I want to talk. We need to. Okay. Everyone on Twitter was making fun of Kyle's hands. Did you see this? No. So Kyle, like when she, when Mauricio's behind her and she's like pulling her face back, her hands look to the point where Kyle like commented on a photo that someone posted of her and she's like, those are not my hands. Like they do not look like that. Like, I don't know what this is. You've seen my hands plenty of times, but it's like, 
it looked like someone took like you know those monster hands that are in like the bowls of like candy like around Halloween that will like if they're automated so like when you reach into the candy they go like and like the hand it looked like two of those like she had on sticks like put against her face and yeah she I'm looking at it right now hands but like it's maybe it's the lighting I don't know but that was the big drama between Kyle on Twitter which I just had to bring up because I thought that was absolutely ridiculous that she's like those are not my hands um well they are they are wow like, yeah those I'm looking at hands. them right now <laughs> It, it's bizarre. It like doesn't fit the. It looks like it's some kind of brain game. Um, let's talk about though about Garcelle and Kyle because Garcelle is saying that Kyle wasn't welcoming, and Kyle is saying she was welcoming and tried with Garcelle, but she felt like she couldn't connect. And then you had Garcelle um, being accused by Kyle of not paying at the Children's Hospital of LA um, charity event that she hosted. Which, which Garcelle was like, that is not true. Like, that's, that's not what happened. I did pay. And then it turned into a conversation that, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm with Garcelle. I feel like, when, and we'll talk about this more, she said she felt like the women don't come at her as hard because she is Black and she feels like they're afraid they're going to say something or do something that's wrong. And we'll get into that more. But I do feel like, I do feel like Kyle wasn't as hard on Garcelle as she would have been on and has been on someone like Denise. You know what I mean? Even though like that was her main feud of the season. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Um, But I did think it was crazy that she did pull out the payment thing. And I'm going to get more into that because she posted some stuff on the internet. And so did Lisa Renna about the payments, which I will get into. Yeah. I was going to say that that was a low blow. So I don't know how easy Kyle has been on Garcelle and she would interrupt Garcelle all the time. Like she would never let her talk. And that's real. Although she does it to everyone as as well, I guess. Even her friends, like she even does it to Teddy. (laughs) So that may just be one of Kyle's idiosyncrasies. Kyle's like me. She likes to hear herself talk. Um, there's also a trend I've noticed in BH where they love the newbie, but then later attack the newbie. Mm. They like loved Denise last year, and then year two, it's like, all right, gloves are off. So yeah. I don't know if it's one of those things where they want to be nice to the new girl so that the new girl likes them, and then once they're, you know, in the group and settled and familiar with each other, then and they'll attack. They'll attack. I they like, were hard on I, Dorit, I think, right? Year one? They Yeah, they were hard on Dorit year one. Well, that was Dorit was like a fraud. Um, Dorit was nuts still year is, one. But, we, but she has a new... That's why we love Dorit. We like. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think I I understand where Garcelle's coming from because it does... Oh, yeah, like, I'm not invalidating. I'm just... No, yeah. totally. Um, But like, yeah. So, I mean, I think if Garcelle decides to come back next season, she said she's not sure yet if she wants to come back. And she just got a great new job on The Real. She's going to be um, replacing, I believe, Tia Mori on um, The Real as a new host. So congratulations to Garcelle. That's huge news. That's a giant gig. Um, probably bigger than any of the uh, anything else the, the rest of the women on that cast are doing currently. Um, but... I mean, if she comes back, I can see a Denise Garcelle, maybe Dorit kind of alliance situation. And mm-hmm. then Kyle, 
and Lisa Renna. But then also Lisa Renna, I feel, uh, I don't know. She See, likes Garcelle. She likes Garcelle and Dorit. See, that's the thing. But then. That could change, then, though. That could yeah, change. but like I do want to say she did also kind of. Um, so what Kyle said with the idea of the whole payment, what I want to like let everyone know is that she said everyone that night paid with a credit card. So you could just pay up front. I don't think she paid, Garcelle paid that night. I think Garcelle maybe got like an invoice after and then made the payment, which is also totally fine. I feel like that's what happens at charity events and auctions is, yeah, you can just swipe right away, but like you also can be given an invoice and you can pay that way at the end of the night or you can like, you know, do like some kind of thing. But Lisa Renna did also say, she's like, I do have to say I was at the event too and I did swipe my card and pay right then and there for my charity, like for my thing. But like, who hot? Like, do you think our like? I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a normal person has a card with like, yeah, I'll just swipe five thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a very privileged thing to be like. Well, you should have paid that night. Yeah, she may not have had like that card with that available line of credit on her. Yeah, like, she's going to a house party. She may she not even have had, had like, a credit a card tiny on her. Little, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, you're going to an auction with your friends. Like, like. I've, I, you know, I love auctions. I already talked about this. Like I'm a huge auction person. I've worked at many, my school, used, my schools used to have them. Um, but you don't always got to pay like right then and there. Like you got, you make, you, you bid on something, you say you're going to pay it, you get an invoice, you pay, you get the stuff or you don't. It's like, you have like a couple weeks to usually right. make. That was my um, understanding. So I think it's, I think it was, I think you're right. I think it was a low blow of Kyle to be like, well, you didn't pay if it's a discrepancy in that sense. Uh, because that's, that's like, really, you're going to be like that, like picky about the whole situation. Like mm, you, you didn't pay that night. So you didn't pay like, come on. It's also shysty because that's really going after someone's reputation. Yeah. It's saying someone doesn't give to charity. Like they're, they're all talking, no, no give, which I yeah. highly doubt. Like Garcelle, basically calling Garcelle a fraud. You're a fraud. Exactly. You did it for the exactly. cameras, but you're not actually going to contribute to this charity. So that that I thought was the lowest of the blows. Yeah, that was that was something. Yeah, that was very uncool of Kyle. Kyle has those moments though. I mean, that is very season one, season two, Kyle. Yeah, but she it's, hasn't been that way for a while. I think because she didn't like the way that <laughs> she looked on. She TV. was portrayed. Yeah. Well, let's be real. Like outing girl. her sister's alcoholism, season one. Okay. Well, I mean, I watched the finale of season one the other Mm -hmm. day like two nights ago Mm, that was beverly hills at its prime it was so good it was so good to watch how about the way that kyle and kim berated brandy at the game night oh my gosh season two um dana pam wilkie tried to come after teddy on twitter and she was like oh maybe i should have worn then teddy wrote back like oh maybe i should have worn twenty five thousand dollars sunglasses yeah maybe she should have okay dana pam wilkie is way better than Teddy will ever be. DP Dub. We'll never forget DP Dub. What <laughs> what an icon. Um, okay, let's should we talk enough about Garcelle and Kyle because I feel like we won't have a resolution to that. And I feel like we're gonna have some more of that pop up as the reunion goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanna talk about I think new favorite friend of on like not you know Faye is my favorite and Chris Jenner is now my second favorite friend of. But I'm really liking Sutton. Like, really liking Sutton. I thought she showed up and showed out in this reunion. She was absolutely 
hilarious. Like, see, the thing is, is like her, her attitude isn't fake. Like she's real, like, and she's self-deprecating and she's funny and she's like, except I really hated the, the whole like joke she keeps making. She's like, who would say that they would sleep with me? Like that makes me feel really bad because like, she's a cute woman. Um, her clothes are atrocious though. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sorry, the thing between her and Dorit with, and then she was like, I'm okay. I'm team Dorit. Dur- I'm team Dorit. I'm team Dorit. I, I have to be team Dorit. I thought you were going to be team Sutton on this one, but I'm genuinely team Dorit. So I'm not going to play devil's advocate here. What, no. what does Sun expect that for Dorit to be a court stenographer? Like does Dorit have to remember what Sutton said word for word to be Let them- in the right in that moment? Like who cares? Literally let the mouse go. Like, listen to your own mm-hmm. advice, Sutton. Let the mouse go. It wasn't that big of a deal. Dorit like, conveyed Dorit- the emotion. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You actually said I'm going to flip out. And you didn't say I'm going to freak the fuck out. It's the same thing. Dorit it's was the same exact thing. Dorit was a little worried that you were going to cause a scene. And Dorit went ahead and apologized anyway. Yeah, she did. She really did. She bent the knee. She kissed Sun's ass. And Sun really didn't give that much. She's like, well, you know, that really sucked for me. And it's like, okay, boo-hoo. Big deal. Cry me a freaking river. She got two words wrong. She got two words wrong. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I do like Sutton, but I am very Team Dorit because I think Dorit is the new queen. And I am Team Dorit on this, like... Sutton is is too dramatic, but I I do think she's really funny. She has grown a place in my heart this season. I no, she's cool. She's cool. Um, but but yeah. the whole crying at the table when that ha- when that actually happened, you know, not in this reunion, but <laughs> it was so over dramatic. Yeah, um, and I know I was like ugh, Sutton with the whole like where she made fun of Teddy at the beginning, but like now looking back on it, the and she's pregnant thing was pretty funny. That like, was amazing. I, 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 I get Sutton's humor now. Like, at first I was like, who is this bitch? And I'm like, oh, I know who she is. I've met Sutton before. Uh, not really, but she's met a lot of mirrors, she said. Uh, just in case. You... Who hasn't? <laughs> she's wild. You have. Um, I, You know, Mayor Garcetti Mayor came Garcetti. to my 25th birthday. Yeah. He met me. At, I texted oh, him. You, hey, and Sutton, you and Sutton have quite a bit in common. Yeah. Your mayoral just, connection. Yeah. Um, that's so true. I know a lot of mayors. Maybe I'll be a mayor. Um, <laughs> let's I love mayor. how casually you say that. Maybe I'll just be a mayor. Is there an application? Like I, hey, you know what? I feel, you know, I feel like I can make a difference. In what city? Who knows? I'm going to pick one on a map, put a pen in it. Boom, I'm there. It's like, like that would be a good reality show. Like, make me mayor. Eddie Estrada, make me mayor. I like that. And you just go to a city and you're like, okay, what's the issues with the city? And then you're like, this is how I would fix it. You make a plan and then you like get the town to support you as mayor. And then the reality shows you. Okay. If anyone steals this, this podcast is timestamped and I will sue you. I'm shutting my mouth. But Eddie, you have to reveal any more of this concept. I have to reveal one more piece of this concept. You have to make your campaign slogan a real housewives tagline. Oh, I don't deal with shade. That's why I'm so tan. That's my housewife's tagline. It's not. It's not electoral enough. It it has oh. to be a little bit oh. more electoral. Like you know, vote for me. Something like that. You know. We'll have to think about it. We'll that's, have to think about that's that for a future podcast. But <laughs> I feel like there's something. I used to always say vote for me, Eddie, just because like Ooh. it rhymes. But it's not tagline-y yeah. enough. Yeah, it has to be something like sassy, like 
a ballad in my box is like something <laughs> I don't know. I'm you liking the direction of that. I'm I, liking the know, direction I'm, of that. Something, um, yeah, like I, you know, I, I'm going somewhere. I've got something up in here. <laughs> the Scorpio in me. Um, okay, speaking of Scorpios, uh, let's talk about Denise Richards. She's not a Scorpio, but like she was Scorpio Moon, wasn't she? Wasn't that what was revealed about her? And Brandy Glanville's a Scorpio. So mm. I'm really interested in Denise's chart. Yeah, I want, I want it. I remember she did it at the thing and he was like saying all these things about her. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I feel like she was like a Scorpio moon. I can't remember. But this whole situation between Denise, I mean, we didn't even talk about Brandy yet. Like that's, that's the real, she's an Aquarius with her moon in Scorpio. I was right. Um, all we had to deal with in this episode was literally Denise, the idea of her changing her persona mm-hmm. and the drama between a tweet that we didn't even see on the show. This was post like airing of the show that there was a tweet sent that Denise liked. And according to Lisa Renna, production had to call mm-hmm. Denise to like unlike it because it was very offensive to Lisa Renna. Um, because the tweet said that um, Renna was a racist she, and she should be fired. Yes. Um, speaking of which, I did love the conversation um, that they had, that um, Garcelle had on the show in regards to Black Lives Matter. Yep. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was amazing that she brought that up and had that as a topic of conversation in the reunion. And, and it was nice to see Kyle, who has been like her foil kind of this whole season, kind of support her in that conversation and say how it's been taking her to like talk with her kids and stuff. So I thought that was a really um, great moment for Bravo. I love that Bravo's actually putting their mouth, is actually doing the action and not just saying, you know, like the voice box and just putting it out there because we saw all of their posts. But like now they're actually integrating these conversations. Garcelle also talked about uh, being the first ever black housewife on Beverly Hills. Yeah. And that was a whole conversation too. I remember, I, I think we talked about earlier where she said she felt like the women didn't interact with her as they should have. And I thought that was a really interesting, you know, take, and I didn't even realize in it, but now like watching it back at some parts, it does feel like, I know she, it kind of felt like we were like, why isn't she getting like into it more? Like, you know, at some point, or why is she kind of removing herself? And it's realizing in those moments, like when she left that dinner with Denise and it was kind of like, why is she like leaving? But it was like, without Denise, she's really all alone there because the other woman haven't taken the chance to really connect with her on that deeper level, except for a few of them like Denise Richards. Cause they've known each other for the last, you know, 20 years. Um, so I really did. I, you know, I'm glad Garcelle's on the show. I hope she continues to be on the show because I think like, this is fantastic that she's bringing these conversations and bringing this point of view to the show. Um, but, um, a point of view I don't need on this show uh, Brandy Glanville. <laughs> are we going to get? Um, are are right. we going to get Brandy Glanville on this reunion? Uh, I hope so. I feel like yes, and I feel like it's going to make a Denise walk off. I feel like that's going to mm. be a big surprise that they're hiding from us. There's like a big Easter egg that it's going to be Brandy's going to come on the virtual reunion because they don't have to worry about her coming to the studio. They literally just zoom bomber in, um, and then Denise is going to like walk off or something. I that's what I'm assuming. Um, but 
Let's talk about Denise and liking this tweet. So she said Rena was racist um, and that she right. should be fired. But then she claimed she only liked the tweet because it was about Erica. Right, because um, there was the whole piece about how it was terrible that Erica said that thing about Denise's daughter. Yes. So Denise was like, I was liking it because of that, because I was so upset about that. Which, to Erica, is like, girl, I'm done with this. You're trying to make us look bad. And that's what she is. I mean... The way she used the words mean girls in the actual show, the way she's been liking mm-hmm. tweets and following people and promoting, she's following the same tactics as Lisa Vanderpump did last season. We know this. We've seen this. The, the mean girls using this LVP army to your own advantage. <clears throat> Camille, uh, who we saw. I saw, by the way, there was a never before seen scene that they showed in the episode before, like, and it was the full scene of Camille and Denise, which, by the way, if you want to watch, it's so weird. It's basically about them. Like, it's just a dirty little, I like, gross. Um, but my thing with Denise is I love the fact that she kind of, like, pushed back and did this whole thing. But I do feel like the women are attacking her. But at the same time, I don't like the tactic she's using to fight back is what I'm going to try to say. Because I do like, I did like the fact that she was giving pushback to these ladies who were kind of jumping on her and kind of ganging up on her, which we saw. Yeah. But I don't like her going the LVP, Mean Girls, using this Twitter army and these, like, fans as your attack. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like it brings... It's poorly executed. Yes. Yeah. And not even that. It's dirty to bring the fans into it because I feel like the fans don't really know. We're only getting one side of the story. So to to weaponize those people, yeah. it's very... It's it's messy. I think keep it on the show. Leave the second screen for the second screen. I was just about to say, BH stays convoluted and messy. Mm-hmm. It's so unlike other franchises where everything is so clear for the most part yeah season nine atlanta it is portia and phaedra lying on candy a devastating big lie and that's the centerpiece of the season yeah it's season eight roni luann getting together with tom and the shit show that was that engagement including the cheating it's so clear but when you try to talk about bh lately it's impossible to really say what is this show about? What is happening? What is the yeah. central... What are we doing? Yeah. Conflict. Conflict. You can tell people who is in conflict in regards to the characters, LVP versus the cast, Denise versus the cast, yeah, Dorit versus the cast. Yeah. But then when you get into, okay, well, what's the meat of it? What the hell is the meat of it? I don't know really what's happening. That's why I think De- Denise has something there in regards to saying that the girls target people, which is yeah. what we were saying for a long time this season. It's yeah. like, huh, it kind of seems like this cast likes to target yes. someone. Yes. And they make it their mission to go after that particular cast member. Yes. But you're right. I agree. The way Denise has gone about it, it's just been messy and convoluted. Give us something a little clearer to, yeah. to wrap our heads around. It's still entertainment at the end of the day, right? And it's just not coming across as entertaining and enjoyable, for me at no. least. And I I also really agreed with what Denise said in regards to how the ladies won't let anything go. Yeah. I forgot what she brought up um, to then say that. I think it was maybe about her saying the thing about the 
the kids at Kyle's party where she's like, like, yeah, I didn't want to bring my kids around. Yeah. Um, and then Denise brought up a couple good points that that wasn't included contextually in the season, um, or at least they didn't remind us of these scenes. In Santa Barbara, they were like, don't bring your kids around then. Don't bring your kids around. So Denise was actually making a reference to that. And, of course, what happens? The cast just keeps pushing that button. Why yeah. are you upset about the kids? You know, Lisa Rinna in this episode alone must have mentioned that Denise said Aaron has a big dick like 10 times. In this episode yeah. alone, during the season, yeah. she, she was saying every 10 minutes. It's yeah. like, okay, move on. It's getting rote. It's getting tiresome. Yeah. And that's BH. I don't know how they're going to figure it out, Eddie. I really don't. Um, but it's it's just not enjoyable yeah. in the same way that other franchises are enjoyable. And I think I think people have too much to lose in Beverly Hills at this point now. And I think that's when the stakes are too high. That's when we kind of lose the real like of what's in it. You know what I mean? Like these are celebrities with big names at this point. Like it was back when Kyle Richards and Kim Richards were literally former child stars fighting tooth and nail just for another penny. They gave us a show. Yeah. When Brandy Glanville was lost her man to Leanne Rhymes and was wandering around Beverly Hills trying to find a man to let her be and live her life. We had a show, but now Eddie. we've got Denise Richards, Lisa Renna, right? They well, don't want to lose anything. Let's play the plot summary game for early seasons. BH. What is season one about? The sisters. What is season two about? The death. Russell and Taylor. What yeah. is season three about? Oh, Adrian surrogates. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Brandy. Exactly. It's so clear and easy to understand and digest. And I'm not saying everything should be easy and 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 you know spoon-fed to the audience. But like But this isn't a even clear like theme. <laughs> Right. This isn't even like some abstract avant-garde filming where it's like you you really have to pay attention understand. No, it's just poorly executed reality TV. Yeah. Uh hopefully, I mean the trailer for OC already looks kind of crazy this Ooh. season. Um And we talk about that on our Patreon. We do. And and Andy's been saying at Salt Lake, and we saw the little preview. I think we're going to be getting Salt Lake in November. I'm going to put it out there. I'm telling y'all. But we don't have a trailer yet for it, right? No, we don't. So I think we're going to get the trailer in the New York reunion. Ooh, yes. Yes, I hope so. I think we're going to get the trailer in the New York reunion um, for November Um, because we just got the OC reunion. So um, that's my idea. Um, You know... Lisa Renna is singing that Denise Richards is a gaslighter. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. That was so annoying. It was very annoying. But, like, at the same time, I understand all these women's frustrations. Lisa Renna just like, learned the word gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> because like, you could tell. Use this. <laughs> she used it a hundred times in this episode. Yeah. She's like, it's gaslighting, Denise. Um, You're being gaslit right now. You're being yeah. gaslit. I don't know. Denise looks rough i don't know what she's on i'm loving it it's a mess yeah i'm i'm actually really enjoying the reunion i think it's the best thing we've seen in years um, the reunions are clear and give us direct confrontation the seasons don't they're just sidestepping yeah. sidestepping 
you know, dancing around the topic and never really getting into it. What do we get in the reunion already? Kyle calling out Garcelle for not, not paying, paying for the charity. It's like, why wasn't that brought up during the season? That's how the seasons should be, like the reunions. Uh, if only. If only. And David listened to us. Yeah. Um, but I think we mentioned right. it all, right? I think we did. Um, thank you all for listening. We will be following this reunion and podcasting, so make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media, we are too. It's at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-E-V-O-D. Armin, anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, our Patreon, uh, because we just did an episode on the OC trailer. So if you want to hear that and over 60 other exclusive episodes, support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Eddie underscore Strata on all social media. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time.